Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 126. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today to talk to you about video games and more God Eater, kind of. I know we've talked about God Eater, like... <laughs> A bit more than usual, but because we've switched over to, like, the second half of God Eater 2. So, if you don't know, God Eater 2 has, like, the original God Eater 2 in it. And then a second part called Rage Burst. And then we just started the Rage Burst part of the game, which has some new mechanics in it and stuff. Uh, I just unlocked the Rage Burst part of it, which is basically, like, this, uh, you know, meter you can build up. And then you basically give yourself a set of objectives that power your character up if you fulfill them. Um, And... And it's kind of introduces like the new big mechanic of that that version of the game, but I really don't know like how how like effective it is. It, it, it seems a little more. I don't know. It's like it's basically like a thirty second boost if you succeed, and and I don't know how like like it's not a detriment to not do it. So or to 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 do it. So like it's it's worth spamming. But it just it doesn't really affect the game that much because like mechanically you don't change much as a character, so I pretty much just sit there and keep swiping at the boss like I normally would be doing anyways. Um, and it doesn't help that I'm using a scythe, which when you're in this state, like one of the one of the like uh, stated benefits of having a scythe in this state is oh you don't lose as much stamina. But it's kind of like well I I don't lose that much stamina anyways on scythe, so maybe because I have a lot of stamina buffs already. But it's just kind of like a night really a a a a ongoing issue most of the time so so yeah so just just more god eater there nothing nothing special there uh then i also started gun gun pixies because i got that in the mail and i'll probably show off a little bit of this i'll probably do a uh game pickup thing at sometime in the near future i have a small stack of games that i'll go ahead and uh probably flip through and also just kind of um you know, record a little bit of footage on, but Gun Gun Pixies is kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, obviously it's like kind of that erotic shooter kind of thing that, uh, that you probably expect from it. But what I was surprised to find was there's more like adventure elements to it where, where when you shoot the girls, it's, it's more about getting dialogue from them so you can figure out what you need to do next. And, or at least in chapter one, that was the case. Chapter two, not so much. Um, usually it was just kind of like you could shoot them if you wanted to and get some extra flavor text, but it wasn't really important most of the time. Um, except for the, there are sequences where it is like very much, Hey, you're going to essentially have a boss fight against the girl, um, while you sit there and like shoot their body parts. And then, uh, and then they like have these little, I don't even know what you would call them, like emotions that fall off their body, like, like negative and like hearts and like little teardrops and stuff. So it's like. And each of these emotions have, like, different attack types that come at you. So the, the hearts are very, like, slow, but they kind of follow you around. Where the, like, the negative emotions will drop directly on the ground, but kind of roll around towards you. And then the teardrops will float in the air temporarily and then, like, launch at you like a machine gun fire. Um, and it, 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 the first time you do this this sequence, it's, it's not that hard. Um, but the second time on the second, like, boss, I guess you'd call it, uh, it actually was pretty challenging, and I, admittedly, I had a gun that was not particularly effective on this part of the the game. Uh, I had, like, a single-shot rifle, which, which I think, at least as far as I can tell so far, having a single-shot rifle is not very effective, uh, in, in any of my current situations that I've been in, so I swapped back to, like, a, a typical assault rifle with one of the girls. Uh, the other girl, I have, like, a single-shot burst kind of thing. Uh, there's two girls. You can kind of customize their weapons, uh, costumes, underwear, and and scope as well. The the underwear stuff is like 
and 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 uh, schoolgirl girl zombie hunter had this kind of same problem where there's a lot of different types of underwear you can get and equip, but because it's not like the main outfit you have, at least for me, it's kind of not really. Hey, I'm not I'm not really big into like like lingerie and stuff like that, anyways. In terms of like aesthetically, um, but because because it, it doesn't really replace an outfit in that game. You just kind of get the underwear and like, okay. And I'll switch the underwear from time to time. But reality is, is that like, if you, if you ever, basically it's like any other shooter that is like, you know, erotic to some extent where every time you get hit, like, like your clothes start ripping off. Um, and so you, you see your, your underwear at that time, but, but it's not really important otherwise. So, so I don't know. It's, it, it's not something that I, I like as much and I wish they prioritized outfits, but I realized that also would be probably a lot more resources to make different outfits. There's, there's, I, I got the uh, launch edition, which has like the art book with it. And I really like the, the beta design for the, uh, the outfits they have. They're like more like, um, I don't know. There's, there was some that were more like kind of like leather military outfits with like berets and stuff. I liked that outfit a lot. And then uh, there's also some, like, snow outfits, so, like, big puffy coats and stuff like that. Uh, what they eventually settled on was probably more of a, a, and this makes sense given the game's story. It's basically you're those little alien pixies that come down and you're trying to help these girls that live in a dorm or learn from them, rather, more than anything. Uh, but So since you're, like, this alien military force, you kind of like a space uh, space uniform kind of thing. And they, they each have their own little, each, there's, like, two two pixies and each one has, like, their own theme. So one's based off, like, a bunny and the other one's based off, like, a... Uh, a turtle, but it has the same problem that, like, you know, at least I, I've had with like Nep, uh, Blanc versus zombie, Zombies, and then also, um, Center Kagura Peach Beach Splash's single player is that there's just, there's a lot of dialogue and it's a lot of dialogue that doesn't really mean anything. And so you're sitting there and you, you kind of get the point after a little bit, but there's just like, another half of the cutscene that is just continuing to try to drill in these points into you. And it's like, I get it. I, I know what you're trying to say, but they're like, we have to keep like, they keep trying to express these, these things going on. Like, I don't know how to put it. It's like, it always feels like it's a, a character focused dialogue sequence where, where even though there's no new content, they want you to see this character interact with this content in different ways. But because you're not really getting any content, you just kind of get this like frivolous dialogue kind of surrounding a certain like uh topic kind of thing. So, so it's, it, I think in terms of like, you know, the, the types of stories, you know, for a third person shooter, it's unique, but you know, for otherwise, just like, you know, being a bunch of girls living in a dorm, uh, you know, college girls, although I think they're like, I think in the the art book that says they're high school girls, but I think in the game they say they're college, so I don't know if they like <laughs> messed it up or if I'm I'm just misreading it. Um, but um, basically, it's it's pretty typical like young young adult stereotypical problems. So you know, one girl's trying to diet, and then so she diets too much, so she starts getting like you know her like her you know sick and stuff and then the other girl is like their their family has like financial problems so she's earning money for her family and sending money off and their friends are like oh let's help you help you out with your financial problems and stuff um i wouldn't say the conclusions to them are particularly satisfying i don't think they tackle them in any kind of interesting way but it's kind of weird that this is like a third person shooter you're playing 
and uh and your <laughs> these are the stories uh, surrounding it so very um very uh very sexually suggestive game though so if you're not into that stuff i i would probably not recommend it it's a bit much <laughs> you like it's it's weird because like story-wise it doesn't really there's not like like when you shoot the girls it's kind of just like okay I'm, I'm here to get a hint so you shoot them and like oh i feel so good i'm going to talk to myself about something but like their faces are like them rolling their eyes back and their mouths being like Bleh. and then like <laughs> in the boss fights their mouths start like foaming and stuff and it's like oh boy <laughs> So, but I'm enjoying it so far. I want to, I want to play through all of it. I'll be curious to see if I like it overall, but I think the, I think the slowed pace of the dialogue with these kind of games always, always gives me trouble. So, so yeah, that's what I've been playing in terms of news. Uh, there's just a few, a few small stories here that I want to talk about and one that I might go, we go deeper into. Uh, there was a, uh, Twitter video, maybe joke kind of thing from, uh, uh from kamiya which where he's like basically like okami will be back um so i think that's kind of interesting because like okami's been something that's been like you know in high demand but i think what is um to me probably what i i i i personally don't really need a new okami at this time the reason being is that okami didn't came out and i still haven't played that so that's still on my list of eventually to do i wasn't a big fan of the original okami to be honest but i do like this like stylistically and the concepts that were there i think the biggest problem i had with okami is i played the wii version and i don't think the wii's controls were good i think if i played it on like the playstation 2 version i would have liked it a lot better um, it, it's one of those things where it's like Twilight Princess where you're waggling the controller to melee attack and, and it, it, I, we learned, you know, down the line that that's not the smartest way to do it unless you have a purpose behind that waggle. Um, you know, I wouldn't say every game handles waggle poorly, but, but in cases like Zelda, Twilight Princess and, and Okami, I don't think that really adds anything, you know, having the waggle, it's basically replacing a button. Um, and, and I recall in Okami in particular, I had a really hard time with the button, uh, the waggle being particularly responsive. So I ended up using the whip the entire game because it was the only thing I could like effectively combo usually, or at least reliably combo. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know if I'll ever play the original Okami again. I think I played and enjoyed what I, what I'm going to get out of that game. And, you know, I could, you know, play with the better controls, but I don't think it would really, change my opinion that much other than oh this plays better um i think overall it's a fun like you know very zelda like game but uh i have plenty of other zelda games i think i'd rather try to tackle first and then i'd rather try to tackle okamiden first as well no people don't like okamiden very much but um it, it, yeah i don't know I, I i would i definitely enjoyed what i played of the demo of it i like the whole like you know partner system where you have the one one like kid that like rides on your back um, I liked that a lot. So there's this one EA kind of Zelda style game as well. I always forget the name of it, but it's a Japanese only DS game made by EA of all people. There was like a EA Japan push and they're trying to work on like, a, I think it was a visual novel and, and this ninja game. And I think maybe one other one. Um, but yeah, it's like a ninja, like Zelda, like DS game. I need, I, I need to import a copy of that. I recently looked into it and it looks perfectly fun and fine. So I really like to sit down and spend some time with that, but, but I got plenty of other stuff I need to sit down and spend some time with. Uh, and then the other thing was a uh, princess crown seems to be kind of not really returning, but it's, it's getting like a port in, in uh, 13 Sentinels. Uh, it seems like in the Japanese version, at least you can play the PSP version of princess crown, which is, I think is a cool thing. Uh, princess crown never got localized as far as I know. So uh, there was like a, a Saturn version and I think they ported it to PSP and I think that's, that was it. 
but neither of them got localized. And I remember, I think a big part of it was that I think the source files might have been lost at some point. So, so the Saturn version or the PSP version isn't really. Ah, uh, this is like dragging old, old, old information on my head. I think the PSP version isn't really an enhanced port. It's just like a straight port, which is part of the reason. Maybe what it was is that the PSP version was a, a straight port of the Saturn game, basically, because it didn't have any source code. And then Sony at the time had like a 30% new content policy with the PSP, where you had to introduce 30% new content to a game for it to be considered or be publishable on the PSP as a new game, essentially. That that seems like it's ringing right, but or ringing a bell in my head. But I I don't know for sure. I'm just ringing this out of my head of old information. So that may be wrong, but I I seem to recall that being the situation. Um, I might end up picking thirteen Sentinels, Sentinels if that's the case. I don't know why. I, I I never really had a ton of interest in Princess Crown, but maybe I have more interest in Princess Crown than I do thirteen Sentinels. I don't know if it's localized in there. That would be great. I will love it if that's. The, oh, I'll love it if they do that. Um, if if they leave it Japanese only, you know, I think it's better to leave it in there at the very least. But but it would definitely be preferable if they could localize it. In that case, uh, the good old drama for the week is the uh, the Sharp Fe uh, Tokyo Mirage sessions getting. Uh, I don't. It's not really getting censored. It's more like the censored part of it is continuing on. So if you don't know, uh, Sharp Fe Tokyo Mirage sessions basically has. Um, uh in the u.s version they covered up a bunch of stuff so they changed character outfits and they put in some like additional effects to cover up cover up like cleavage and stuff like that and that seems to be carrying over into the japanese switch version even though some of the promo footage they showed didn't have that stuff because they were pulling from the wii u version uh without actually displaying that and so basically it looks like nintendo's refunding people based off that in japan specifically i highly doubt NOA is going to do anything with that um and I, don't, I, actually, I actually don't even know the situation of when that thing's coming out in America. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things, and, and, and I think this kind of stuff can be a hard topic sometimes. Or rather, you know, I'm definitely of the mind of a lot of people where it's like, if you don't have to change it, don't change it. Like, that's definitely pre- preferable. And as an art form, I say, yeah, definitely don't change it. But, you know, for as a business, then then it becomes a little bit more complicated. Um, and then, so then you get like the different reactions, people saying, I'm not buying this. And like people being like, oh, it's barely anything. Don't buy it or don't worry about it. You should buy it anyways to support the game. And you have the other people that are like, oh, these guys are just into the sex and and won't buy it because the sex isn't there anymore. It's not actual sex. I don't know. I'm just using that as like a general term for, for the stuff that was covered up, but it's like the more sexual elements of the game in terms of like, even, even if you really could call that, I mean, it's, it's just like. Some of the outfits and stuff were just, you know, not as covered up, I guess. So it's it's honestly really minor stuff, so it's like very strange to me that they that they went out of their way to really cover that stuff up. But the, the big one was that there was a dungeon in the game that was changed. Um and and this is where I get kind of uneasy about it because it is a content change at that point, and I realized they replaced that content with something else. But it really feels like when when that when you do something like that, that's kind of you know changing the original intention of 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 that dungeon and and stuff. I, I think if I recall correctly, it's about being like a a idol and then having like a like pretty creepy guy like you know lusting after these girls and like having his entire dungeon being like pit up posters of them and kind of like the the weird nature of that. 
And, you know, I haven't played the game and I haven't played the Japanese version, but from my understanding, it's not like it's painting it in a positive fashion or something like that. So I, it's a little weird to me that they're like, hey, we got to cover up this issue that would be, you know, you know, a thing or something. But I don't know. I, I also don't know what they covered up with. Maybe it was appropriate, but I think I recall it being like girls in, in sportswear or something like that instead or, or something different. I don't know. I, I I will probably end up playing the censored release in the end of the day, but um, it's just like one of those weird things where I really can't blame anyone for any stance they take, either you know not buying it, buying it, or being upset but still buying it. Um, for me, it's always just comes down to how much does it affect the, the you know my experience with the game. Uh, a boop slider in Xenoblade Chronicles X, removing that sucks because. <laughs> There's a whole like situation of things around that of just like, well, why? Um, I know why, but like there's like the the fear of huge breasts or too small breasts is always like this weird thing. Um, um, but, you know, it's because those things get sexualized. And then when you have smaller breasts, it's like, oh, those are younger girls. And if they're huge breasts, they're just viewed as like, you know immoral i i don't really know because like there are people in the world who have huge breasts and then we don't sit there and go like hey you need a breast reduction because you're poisoning our children or something like that but um but yeah so so it's weird but like it doesn't really affect anything in the case of like uh of tokyo mirage sessions that sounds like a content change to me and that does affect the content of the game so one of the but like at the end of the day i really don't care what you do and and what i will say about this particular situation and you know whether or not this will continue to be the situation going forward and, and maybe you know things like this where the switch version is setting a bad precedent for for japan on some things um you know the, the original japanese wii u version is there and if you really want to play that version of the game um, you know, there are ways around it either through fan train or for, through modding. Um, but there's also, um, you know, if you want to be even just want to be completely legit, not mod anything, you can, you, you know, learn Japanese and play that original version and it's there for you to do. You just gotta, you know, commit to it because at the end of the day, you know, companies are localizing as a business, not as a service, <laughs> like a public service or something like that. So, so at the end of the day, you're at the, the expense of, of the choices they make in localization. Uh, I think the thing that scares me more, honestly, is just when the platform holder has a blanket rule across all regions. So you have like, you know, Center Kagura 7, where they're like, we have to kind of go back to the drawing board of what Center Kagura is because we can't make this type of game anymore. <laughs> and and Sony be okay with it on this platform. That, that stuff bothers me more because it's... It's a blanket change across the world, but you know, I'm not the person to sit here and say like, you know, what are, what are, you know, sexual politics in, in Japan when it comes to women and how they're sexualized. And, uh, I would not particularly like, you know, <laughs> I know the U S is like a big, you know, global power and their, their standards end up getting shoved on a lot of people in the world. <laughs> um, um, I wouldn't say our views on sex and stuff like that as a particularly enviable one. We demonize it across the board, so so I would I would maybe want to look elsewhere in the world for like a general policy on on sex if we were to start thinking about the globalization of games. But the reality is, is like that's the whole kind of the whole thing with China is that you kind of gotta aim for whatever markets you're gonna hit, and then you make a one version, you know, between the world because otherwise you gotta maintain ongoing versions, especially with how like patching and stuff works these days. So. 
So yeah, that's kind of really all, all I have to say about that. I will still probably play the Wii U version that's nice and censored. Nice and censored. I don't know. I don't know why I said nice and censored. Uh, and then one other little thing, nothing really to say about this. Uh, Chain Chronicles has a Valkyria Chronicles crossover, but I was upset because of Vaughn's not in it. Um, but yeah, I played a little bit of Chain Chronicles 3 uh, a, a few years ago, and I, I enjoyed it, but you know, it was all in Japanese. I don't think there's an English version of Chain Chronicles at this point. Um... But yeah, they have uh, Salvaria, Alicia, uh, one of the girls from, is that Ria or something like that? Ria? Leah, maybe? Uh, she's from Valkyrie Chronicles 3, and I have not played that. Another girl from Valkyrie Chronicles 3, Welkin from the first Valkyrie Chronicles. And the weird the weird choice is, I can't remember her name, is it Yudia? Or is that just, that's just Fist and Star? Or maybe it's Julia. Uh, there's this girl, I think her name is Julia in Valkyrie Chronicles 2, that she is kind of like a core story point, but it's just weird they chose her because she's kind of like a, like, background character in a lot of ways. Valkyrie Chronicles 2 admittedly has a lot of, a lot of characters. So it's just weird that that's like their choice from Valkyrie Chronicles 2 is Julia, but she's also a lady, so it probably is more desirable for people trying to pull cards rather than Avon. I like Avon, but I don't think I don't think there's a love for Avon in this world. Uh, and then there's also Eddie, and then I think the dude from Valkyrie Chronicles 4 named Kurt? I can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't know. Put Noel in, in Chain Chronicles. Cowards. <laughs> I like Noel. She has her little like uh her little beret on and stuff. There's a lot of fun characters in uh, Valkyrie Chronicles too. I like Annie set as well, which is Eddie's uh younger sister. Uh but yeah. So that's gonna do it for this week. Uh well I guess I, I can talk about it real quick. Uh I actually let's gonna do it for this week for game talk, I guess is all I'm gonna say. Um uh I also started watching uh Pat Labor, which apparently stands for Patrol Labor. <laughs> Um, which labors are like these mechs in the, in that series. So, so Pat labor is like a shoving them two together. I'm kind of surprised it's not called Pat lab. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I started watching that and apparently there was a dub that was made in like the early nineties. So I, I'm watching the dub version of that and uh, oh man, that dub is bad. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's bad in a good way, but it's watchable. Uh, the main girl's voice actor is pretty awful, but uh, I'm liking it so far. I'm only on episode three, but what I like so far about it is that it's um, you know it's about this basically this police force that has a mech or multiple mechs, and um, because it's like this local police force and and stuff, it's they're kind of dealing with small crimes and and sometimes just like everyday things of like oh they have to do like rescue missions to get like this boat out of the water and stuff like that um i like that a lot and i think that was probably one of my favorite things when i watched gundam the original gundam series was like the the missions that were more based off like minor issues that don't really affect the, the whole world or the whole like you know country or nation or organization it's just we need to solve this particular minor issue right now and and seeing the struggles that come in trying to solve that issue like the Gundam episode where they're like oh no we're out of salt and then they have to go mine for salt because they are they it's like oh we our soldiers need salt to to push on so so I'm enjoying that so far but that's it for this week thanks for coming uh in terms of what what's out there I did a gun Valkyrie stream last week um it's it's I'm I was pretty tired during it so I would maybe not you know if you stick around and I don't seem particularly enthusiastic, I wouldn't take that as my my general <laughs> demeanor. Um, um, come back next week and hopefully it'll be a bit better. 
Uh, I just had a kind of a weird week this week between, uh, you know, I went and published the Chibi Robo video. So if you don't know, I have my, my Skip video up there that's kind of asking the question of what happened to Skip because they haven't made anything in four years as far as I can tell. Um, so that's up on the website. Uh, and then also... Uh, I'm, and this is unrelated to the website, but I'm moving positions at work. So it's kind of a little weird right now. And I might have to start going to bed earlier because I'm going into work earlier and stuff. So, I, uh, we'll see how it kind of rolls out, but that's not going to stop me from writing about games. It just makes it so my personal life is a little weird right now. Um, and then I'm also just kind of, uh, planning out, uh, stuff for the, uh, to, to go up while I'm in Japan. So, so I'm, I'm trying to get a few podcasts put together, a few like substitute streams. So, so I won't be here for two weeks. So I'm going to go ahead and try to fill out like two videos that I'm just going to post that are going to be kind of like pre-recorded streams and they'll just go up on the YouTube channel, um, um, on Thursday. So, so keep an eye out for those. And then uh, I'm also going to have a, a, a year-end post coming up as well at the end of the year. I'm going to have to get that done a lot earlier, though, because I leave for Japan on the 20th of December, so I won't have – and I won't be back until early next year. Um, so so I need to try, get, try to get that done before uh, – sooner rather than later. I might try to get it done before the end of November <laughs> as, as, as a precaution. So, so yeah, and that's kind of it. Once again, thanks for coming. OneControlReport.com is the website, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.